Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Hey, Christina. Hey, how's it going in Cali Ooh. today? It's going good. The sun is shining. So, you know, it's always good time. It is a beautiful fall, almost winter day. And our Japanese maple has just decided to show it in all its red glory. Oh, so. I love Japanese maples. Mm. They're I gorgeous. But they then are. all those tiny little millions of leaves fall oh, off yep. next. So, yep. Yep. you know, not so looking be forward outside. to that. You'll be outside raking. Well, I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to have some fun because we're going to be talking about fun yes, and play and how important that is in this season of life. And I don't think we talk about it enough. And somewhere along the way, you know, I think we grew up with our parents. The The boomers were a little bit more serious generation than us. Mm. And, you know, they saw war that we did not see. They saw hard times that we did not see. And so I think, I know I personally grew up with parents who were quite serious and play in for for adults was not something that was taught or appreciated. So I think midlifers now, though, we're circling back to we want to live life. We want to enjoy life. We want to get the most out of life, don't you think? Mm, yeah, I, I do. You know, it, it's interesting because as um, culture has shifted, I've noticed they they have different things now that you can do for fun with friends or with your partner. And so, yeah, there's like a lot of cool stuff that's out there. And and I think we don't take advantage of it as much as we should. So, And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about, yeah. well, how should we be having fun in this age or how could we? I don't yeah. use the word should, but I think there's a lot of things out there that people don't even know exist or that people our age are doing them. And I think sometimes, you know, we live in a you go first society and <clears throat> we have to know that other midlifers are out there doing the darn things. So we want to welcome Laura Haver to the show today. Laura is an author, a speaker, but she is an advocate for play. And we're going to talk about the benefits of play and having fun and how it really feeds into living a long, healthy life. So Laura, welcome to Midlife Moxie. Are you ready? I am ready. And thank you so much, Gail and Christina, for having me. Everyone out there listening, I'm excited to join you in whatever you guys are doing right now. Maybe you're out for a stroll or, you know, cutting some vegetables for dinner. Who knows? But we're excited to talk about play and how you can bring it to your life and enjoy those benefits. Well, let's start with talking about why it's important and why we stop doing it as adults. Great question. Wow. Okay. So there's so much I could say about that. So why is it important? I guess you're hitting off the bat is the benefits of play, right? There's so many benefits of play right now with everything going on with all of the mental health challenges. The cool thing about play, when you look at the research behind the benefits is that it helps you to decrease your stress, Mm. decrease your anxiety. It helps you to increase your creativity and your innovation It helps you to improve your relationships, the quality of your relationships, your communication skills within your relationship. It helps you to have a healthier body and mind. A lot of the things you do for play can be active, either mentally active, stretching your brain, growing it, physically active. And one of my favorite parts about this, I was listening to a couple other episodes of you guys talk about working out. Like when you can play in a physically active way that doesn't feel like working out. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to work out. I want to go play and run around, you know, do something that That's I find me. fun. That has I want to win. benefit. Yeah. I want to play something I can win. Oh, okay. I like hikes. Well, that's awesome too. I've okay. So let's go down this spirit. list oh, again. Okay. Decrease okay. stress and anxiety. Boy. I mean, we can all use that. Increase innovation and creativity. Was that what it was? I was trying to write. And then increasing you your play, oh, go ahead. Increasing your relationship skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then improving get our relationships. 
Um, did I miss one after that? Healthier body and mind, healthier body and mind. Those are amongst like the main big benefits. I mean, there's well, those are pretty big. Yeah, those are pretty big. And, um, you know, if you play together, you stay together. Isn't that what they say? I, 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 I'm going to bring this up because it sounds so silly, but it's important. When my husband and I were in our early years of our marriage, we would commonly be in restaurants or out in public and we would see an older couple and they'd be sitting over dinner and they would both just be kind of hunched over their dinner, taking bite after bite and not even looking at each other or talking. And Mm -hmm. we just would always say, I don't want to be like that. I still want to be laughing and talking and enjoying every minute with you when we're old and gray. Mm. And I really always look around to that. I kind of keep a check on that. I'm like, are we doing that? Have we become those people? And one thing that's made my relationship with my husband successful is a shared interest in trying new things and doing new things. And so I think some of the things we're going to talk about today, people are going to go, well, that's new and that's different. Why would I do new and different? You know, we can get very settled as we age and we can get a little resistant to new things and sometimes a little fearful. If we're being honest, we don't want to be looking foolish or we think that's only for the young. So how do we combat those things in our mindset before we even go figure out how we're going to play and have fun? Yeah, that's an amazing point that you put in there, Gail, is that doing something novel is a really great way to play. And it, it's something that some of like the leading thought, the thought, thought leader, sorry, my brain is waking up from this Thanksgiving week. The, they say that it's important to do new things together and to do this stuff. So the fact that you're nailing that big point right from the start, I just love it. And I know that's part of you guys is what your what your brand is all about is bringing that moxie to your midlife, right? And just because we're afraid of something doesn't mean it can stop us. So it's like we can notice the fear. I think the first step is just noticing whatever is stopping us. Oh, that's interesting. Why don't I want to do that? Or like the first thing that you think is, ooh, I kind of want to do that, right? Because you first have to kind of want to do it or be like, Ooh, that sounds interesting. But then suddenly your heart starts beating because you're like, I can't do that. I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 50s. I'm in my 60s. I can't do that. You know, or something like that. What will they think of me? What will, you know, my husband think of me? What will my kids like? Who care? Anybody, right? You can fill in that blank with anybody. So once you notice that, you can kind of think what's behind it. And is that something that I'm willing to move through? Or is that enough to stop me? Right? The beautiful line because Gilbert's book. Yeah. Oh, go ahead with Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and then I I was going to say the beautiful line from her book. Um, gosh, my brain is so not awake today, but it's um, creative. I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to it in a second. I remember. But anyway, she says, putting fear in your back pocket, right? So noticing when the fear comes up and you say, hey, fear, it's cool. What are you trying to say? Like, keep me safe mm. from? Oh, I appreciate that you're doing that for me. Right, you know, a slight extension, but then she has this great thing, like putting, like she can't even touch the radio station when they come on the road trip. She can sit in the back seat. She can't touch the air conditioning. She can't. She could only just come along for the ride, and it's natural. So now, go ahead, Gail. You know, I was thinking about too how we're so afraid of making a fool out of ourselves. But if we're forty, fifty, or sixty, haven't we done that already more than once, and we survived it? So this idea of I'm going to make a fool out of myself, I just don't really care. Now, I don't ever want to look stupid by being dumb. Now, that's my that's my touch point yeah. for looking stupid. But looking stupid, trying a new physical activity doesn't really bother me. And here's the thing. There's something out there you can try without looking stupid. We all have gifts and talents. And the cool thing I'm finding mm-hmm. out is the people that I see living the most full wonderful active lives are the ones who are out there trying new things. Um, they know what their gifts are. They, they go find new things that suit their gifts and talents, but then they try a few little extras along the way too. But here's the other thing, like you mentioned, healthier relationships, improving relationships. It's also a great way to form new relationships because as we age and our children leave, we're often lonely and, you know, things in life change. Dear friends and neighbors move away they get infirmed, they pass away. Um, And having opportunities, because women in midlife will often say, I don't have any friends. I don't know how to make any friends. I don't have 
doing something new, an activity, a course, a class, a lesson, a team, a league can really provide you a a whole new social network. Agree? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. When I was preparing for today's talk, I've, you know, I've talked about this a lot. I've spoken a lot of places, a lot of stages, a lot of podcasts. But the thing that was really standing out to me that I wanted to share today was that exact point, which is community, Mm. the power of community. And when we, when we follow these curiosities or these sparks, as I like to call them, sparks of interest, and, and when we, that can lead us into a whole new community. Um, for example, so I have this new series I just started, which is called Playing Around Town, where I interview people that I meet out in the community or from, you know, people I know around the world, and they share things they're doing. Well, I was at my local swim and tennis club, and I see this group, this a group of women, and they're doing water aerobics. Oh. And they're having the best time of their life. They're bopping up and down in the pool. You know, they're getting their workout. They're listening to music. There's a whole group of them. And I'm, you know, I'm going to interview her. So look out for that. Anybody who wants to see it. But it was actually the coach's birthday that day. So then they all got out of the pool. They all gave, you know, had like little treats and they were celebrating. And, you, you know, it's such a great way of building these communities around a shared interest. And the other people there, you know, they can help expand what you want to do. And you can suddenly you go from water aerobics and then someone likes to go hiking, like you said, Christina, and then you have hiking partners and you have like a group of people that share, you know, in that instance, like a fun dance, you know, or a fun active lifestyle thing, then they can kind of spill over. But it's a great way to build community. And at the end of the day, and all the happiness research, having a good group of people, even if it's small, is the number one thing that helps people to live a happy and fulfilled life is having quality connections. And so this is a great way to play around and, you know, try different things. Well, you know, what's so funny is, you know, as I'm listening to you speak, I think about when I was raising my son, we had play dates, right? And it was a a thing that we did in order to create community for our children but we also were creating community for ourselves, right? We were creating that Mm -hmm. because we were sharing a common bond um, or a common place in our life. And now, you know, you get into this midlife space and you're like, okay, well, how do I, I mean, this is kind of an overlapping subject, right? There's not a support group for our kids just left. Right. So it's like, (laughs) it's like, okay, so now I'm without, not without a child, but like the, my son has moved on and he's, you know, living his best life. And now my friendship circle has gotten smaller and the things Mm -hmm. that I used to like to do for fun are not really things that I want to do for fun today because I don't want to do them by myself. So how do you find that sense of community and also a new activity? Like, I mean, you could even go as far as saying, hey, I'm going to go back to school and, you know, do a bow making class so I can, you know, meet some people that are in my age range that don't have children anymore, you know? You know what so, I love about this topic, too, is there's something for everybody. Because yeah. you may be the person that is willing to walk into a room full of people and say, hey, I'm here, can I do? And you may be the person that just quietly signs up for a course. But let's talk about the power of the community and how we, I'd love to talk about like sharing because I think this is really important. I think when other people our age and in our season of life know we're out there doing things, that empowers them to do it. And, you know, you just have to hear of one friend who tried something and you mm-hmm. become a little more willing to go try it. So the number one thing I want to talk, I want to say under that is be vocal about what you're doing. Like get on social media and show yourself doing it so other people can see what's available. They can ask you about it. And they'll know it's okay. Do you agree with that, Laura? Want to add to that? Oh, yeah. 100%. That's an invitation, right? So I like to say that play is an invitation to do something for yourself, for the pure joy of it. And it's a pathway to living a joyful and fulfilled life. Mm. And if you take that a step further, like you're saying, and you're inviting others to do it with you, then you're being a leader and you're being a welcomer. So I think it's like looking to yourself and what is your what are your unique skills like are you the person that sets up you know the party are you the person that likes to attend the party <laughs> so coming up with what your skills are and then and then finding that if you're the one who likes to just attend the party where are your party throwing friends 
check out what they're doing. And that's where by sharing what you're doing or creating a group text thread or, you know, group coffee meet date where you say, hey, once a month, let's go meet for coffee and let's plan one crazy thing that we can try. It doesn't have to be crazy, right? That's just my thing. Or maybe crazy to you would be like, Let's go. I don't know. You know I love that idea that of taking be really turns challenging. planning something for the group because then too. you're kind of obligated to participate and everybody's mm-hmm. going to come up with something different. Um, the next, my next bullet point was to invite others. Like if you find something new and fun to do, be that gal who invites someone else in or invites another couple in because there are people out there that are a little more, um, you know, intimidated to try something new. They're a little more just shy by nature. They're a little more introverted and they're waiting for an invitation. They're not going to be the one that jumps out first and they're out there just waiting for you to invite them. So invite, I also said, ask. If you Hmm. see something you want to do, ask somebody, go to Google. And I have a good example of this. I'm going to share in a few minutes, but ask about how do you do that? How do you get started? What do I need to know? Don't be afraid to ask. Because almost everything we're going to talk about, there are entry levels Mm. and there are inexpensive, easy ways to give it a try, watch it, study it. Um, So anything else about the power of community you want to add there, Laura? And to piggyback on that, I would also say it's okay to start really small, right? Like if you're like, oh, I want to get into... I don't know, we keep talking about hiking, that might be, what's another example? Something where it's like kind of bigger and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Roller skating. Roller skating. Okay, so roller skating, that's a hard one. How do I break that smaller? I guess you could attend like a roller derby event, you know, like there's other ways that you can start to get into it. Like the example, the example that I had recently was um, a while back I started, I wanted to do improv. For fun, right? Because this is something that I thought, and you guys, I know you guys were on Clubhouse. So I was on like on Clubhouse all the time when it first started. And there were some people talk about improv. And I'm like, I really yeah. want to do that again. Yeah. I want to have fun. And so part of my challenge to myself is if I'm pushing other people to try new things, well, I better do that. That's too, right. You know? So I got myself out there and I performed live on like the stage in San Diego, like at the finest city improv, you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I had to, you know, take videos of myself saying I'm uncomfortable. I'm nervous and I'm still doing it, you know, but so I organized this class and I had to ask, I don't know, a hundred people to get like eight people to join me. Right. So first one is like, keep asking, right. Keep looking for other people if it's something you want to do, but also if that's too much, you can just attend a show or you can, you know, read a blog about it or maybe watch comedy on you know, I don't know, find a funny comedian and start watching it and then send them to your friends to crack them up. I don't know. There's other ways. And I think when you try to start small, I know you guys just had an episode on tiny habits as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you start from the smallness and then you celebrate your win rather than being like, I'm going to go do improv. And then you're like, freaking out because you don't want to go on stage, which is what I I love that because not only can you start small, there, there is something for every age and every mm. life situation. If you're a young girl, if you're a middle-aged lady, if you're an elderly person, if you're a couple, if you are, you know, in college, out of college, post this with kids, without, there's something for everyone when we talk about fun and um, play. But for some reason, when we, we start to let go of these things and we forget it as an adult and it doesn't seem responsible sometimes, and I think that's how we wind up alone, sad, disengaged, mm. and we start to just waste in, we're actively dying, you know, heart, soul, and body. So mm. let's talk about some things that you see. Let's talk about the hot things that we see going on in midlife right now. <laughs> you know, the number one I want to talk about. Oh gosh, here she goes. Just get it off your chest, girl. Go for it. Pickleball, baby. I'm a pickler. <laughs> I'm a pickler. I'm sold. And you know, the the funny thing is we played this weekend and we went out to dinner with some friends. We did a bunch of fun things with this couple. And I said, you know, my goal is that our children are jealous of how much fun we mm. have. Because they're kind of like, oh, my God, our parents, they're around. I mean, we go spend the night at their house because it's fun and we want to step late playing dominoes. Like, they do live in out of town. We're not just having, like, local sleepovers. But 
Uh, we love it. We stay up late. We get a little tipsy sometimes playing dominoes, fighting about the dominoes. Yeah. Anyway, I got to talk about this pickleball thing because I know everybody's hearing about it. And I think when something, there's a big new trend, a lot of people are curious, but they don't know what it is and they're afraid to ask. So let's talk about pickleball, Laura, and why it's so great. Pickleball. Okay, so I'll just give a quick background for anyone who doesn't know me. I actually was a tennis coach, a pro tennis player. I played pro beach tennis for, you know, multiple times. I held a world ranking. I think it just, I think I just lost it because I stopped competing. But I played pickleball and I'm biased. I'm going to put that out there first. I'm totally biased to racket sports. I love it. I think it's amazing. I love its lifelong sport, right? You can play it. For a long time and now it's okay i have to say something right there i am biased against racket sports because <laughs> i am terrible at, i am a natural fellow of the womb athlete <clears throat> but tennis and ping pong are the two sports i just could not play i took <laughs> lessons i did also i just want to say that for anybody who's about to write it off saying oh i'm not a tennis player girl you don't have to be this is your answer you can you can be this a racket sport answer. girl okay because there's four pickleball courts on one tennis court. So for whoever's not familiar with it, you can fit two pickleball courts on each side of the net. So literally you have a much smaller area. It's a little bit easier on your body, on your joints. I notice a lot of players, it's pretty cool. Like you said, Gail, because tennis players can fall into pickleball as they don't want to cover the whole court or their knees start hurting. But also people that don't play racket sports can get in because it's a, it's a little wiffle ball and a small paddle and you just sort of volley it and it's great. It has the social interaction. It has the movement. It has a little element of competition, which you can take. A little? That's what a little, a little element of competition. You want. I'm saying you can take that all the way up and do all the tournaments and the competitions. I mean, pickleball has exploded in the last 10 years. I mean, you know, my parents are avid pickleballers. And you know, and you can play it. indoors and out. Mm-hmm. Different ball, different oh. ball I have learned. But like we played on a basketball court that had been divided into three courts. And so y'all, if you are thinking about it, here's some benefits. Uh, you can get some, some paddles and some balls for 30 bucks on Amazon. You don't need any special equipment other than that because many places, HOAs, um, workout places, churches that have basketball courts and such, and where I found out the senior center, yes, shout out for the senior center. They've all <sighs> turned tennis and basketball courts into also um, pickleball, or they made them that it's convertible. So here's my thing on just ask. I actually went to vote in the senior center. That was where uh, my voting precinct, pre- precinct was. And I was walking in, I saw some signs that said something about 55. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm 55. I can do whatever they have here. And I just started looking around at what a nice facility it was. And then I'm like, I bet they have it. So I marched in that office. I said, hey, do you have a pickleball league? And he said, we don't have a league, but we do have open play on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They <laughs> fill out this form, but you do have to be 55. And I said, well, contrary to my appearance, sir, I am indeed 55. So I found out <laughs> just right here. Free locally, there were three opportunities for me to just, and when they say openly, guys, what we're saying is you can just walk in and play. It's like a kind of a pickup game. You don't have to be registered. You don't have to be on a team. It's just open play for anyone who wants to. And pickleball, Laura, I'm only going to let you explain the paddle thing because I have learned that pickleball is very accepting to people just want to show up and play. You don't have to get a foursome together. You can just show up somewhere. So explain how that works, because I think it's very inviting. Having the open play is the perfect first time, unless you know friends that you want to go out for. So if you have friends that you feel more comfortable, then go with, go with, with them and just show up. But otherwise, when you go to an open play, whether or not you have a paddle, you can show up with maybe athletic shoes, something comfy to run around in. And then... Mostly what happens is you pace your paddles like against the fence and that's sort of like who's up next. It's kind of like how you go into it. I think that you do that in most places. Um, and, the, you know, people that are in charge often want to help welcome you. They'll mm-hmm. give you basics. 
they'll, you know, they'll have paddles that you could use when they when they're sitting out. They should have some extra paddles, so you can get a feel for it and and see what it, you know, what you like and if you want to make it more of a thing. But I think the important piece is finding people that are wanting the same things out of it as you. If you're really competitive and you really want a super workout, you want to find people that gear towards that. If you just want to have a lot of laughs and have fun, you want to play with that. The the challenge comes sometimes if you're new and you get on like the super competitive court and oh, you're yeah. like, yikes. You know, you want to yeah. have kind well, partners you know, and treat your partners kind and be welcoming to new players because we're all new at one point. Yeah, you know? and there's teachers available, but we went and played also your local recreation centers that are your, um, you know, sponsored by your county government or your city government. We played in the Atlanta area at shout out to the Kennesaw Recreation Department because they have a beautiful facility and they had three basketball courts, each divided into thirds for a total of nine courts going for pickleball on a Friday morning. But the lovely thing was one court was beginner, one court was intermediate, and one is advanced. So even if you're just learning, they had a place for you and they clearly said, this is where you belong. They provided balls and rackets. So you could literally walk in this off the street and and start playing. And there, I think you pay $5 for a whole year of using their facility. So this is a very inexpensive sport to get uh, into. Uh, not, not in California, but <laughs> yeah, this is Georgia, baby, Georgia. <laughs> Shout out to Kennesaw. Um, uh-huh. But I just want everybody to know this is a super easy thing to get involved in because I had seen it and heard about it and we played with our friends. But even after she gave us the introduction, I realized there's there's a lot of places you can look up online courses, online coaching, but it is a ton a fun. It really is. So, well, tell us, tell us yeah. more. Cause obviously pickleball is just one, one aspect, right. Of having fun. Oh, I want to do say one more thing about pickleball. Oh, here when we go. I went to the recreation department on a Friday <laughs> morning. Almost everybody in there was 40 and over. And I'm not saying this because mm-hmm. I want you young gals playing pickleball too. Our, our, my daughter just turns her nose up like we're insane. I'm like, Trust me, it's a workout. And I'm going to kick your butt. But there were people in there, y'all, like 80, getting it on. I mean, competitively, having fun. I mean, I loved that. So I just want to say, if you're worried that you're too old, this is a perfect one for you. So Other, tell us another yeah, one, Laura. others. Okay, well, more than like a specific things also, I like to help people that are listening come up with what's important to them. Because mm-hmm. one really interesting piece about play is it's so unique. Whereas, Gail, you might love pickleball. Christina might be like, eh, I want to be out in nature. I want to see the tree. Like, so everyone is going to find something completely different yeah. as they're So I want to give them a list of things play. to consider. Yeah. So let's go down some yeah, things. Yeah. Like my husband is a hiker and a backpacker. And the thought of going out in the woods by myself, carrying my food and toilet paper for three days just sounds like an outer ring of hell. But he really, I mean, he lives for it. But also, too, like we talk about people that have, not talk about them, but we talk about um, different things. Like I have a shoulder injury, so I can't do some things that I would absolutely love to do. Like I would love to go um, throw axes. When we went to go to the smash place, my husband and I, we went to the smash place. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. But I went and I swung the bat and my shoulder was like, nope. And I was like, oh my gosh. Can't you swing left-handed? Come on. Oh, it was so much fun. That is fun. If you want to go get some anger out on the list, smash smash it. It's like the smash it up. If you know Christina, you can know why she loves that. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to throw one out there, <laughs> dance lessons. My oh. husband gave this to me for my birthday last year. Um, and here in the Carolinas, it's really popular to swing dance. And there's a lot of places, especially along the coast, that have bars and restaurants that swing dance all the time. But, you know, sauce is big. So talk about dancing and dance lessons and how we might learn about that or get into that. Well, I mean, dance is super fun. There's tons of research about the, you know, how that frees up your body. It has the connection. You get a lot of smiling and this like positive body. It was romantic to do Um, with my husband. Yeah. My husband's like, hell no, I'm not doing any of that. He would not. Kevin's no fun. (laughs) He, he, he doesn't dance. 
He does not dance. My husband will do whatever I ask. No, my husband will not dance. Just very flexible and attentive like that. So oh, go ahead, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's. I think too. You want to think about like what's your best way of doing it? Like, do, like lessons are fun because what I like about lessons, especially if it's like a package, is that gives you a plan. You know, eight weeks of blah blah blah. You're like, I have to go because I paid for this, and so what that does is it gives you the structure. So whatever it is that you want to do for fun, the key element is the structure and the intentional, like putting it into your calendar, literally making, you know, Laura, that's such a great point because my love language is quality time. And the fact that my husband called, he called my son's old dance teacher. My son used to do ballroom. Um, There were a group of kids here in town that did it and they just loved it. And so he knew that shout out to Mr. Roy that he also did adult lessons and he did it himself. He called Mr. Roy and he set it up and he put it on his calendar to leave work and attend with me. That I think was the specialness of it. Just we had an hour of time together each week, holding hands and our bodies closed. It was awesome. And that he did that for me because he's not a great Mm -hmm. dancer. He would admit that my husband's great at most anything he tries, but dancing's not his jam, but it was for me. So like, if you're in a case like, Christina, you know, his husband, he will not know. Nope. Do something somebody else wants to do for them. That is a great gift to go do it with him. And when my husband wants to go hiking for a few hours, I go with him. And I do like that kind of hiking. Mm-hmm. I'm just not doing the whole pooping in the woods thing. Well, and then also experience gifts are ah. one of the best gifts that, that you can give mm-hmm. to people because then you have this to look forward to. You have your thoughtfulness, right? When he said, I want to do this, like he actually made the phone call. He yes. found the dance instructor. He put the thing. So like, that's a whole nother level of thoughtfulness as a gift. And I know people like in general, a lot of times, I think there is also research about this is that the experience gifts are better received oftentimes and they have a longer lasting memory of the event Mm -hmm. than just, you know, some items are also special. They're not just crediting that, but it's a good thing to think about this time of year. He had also done it so we could do it with our friends. We had friends doing it and he knew I would like to do that with them when we go on vacations and stuff together. So it was just a very meaningful gift, you know, Um, but there's all kind of dancing you can do. I even see older people, you can take on ballet, you can go to do a bar class, you can do whatever. Oh, I want to do the bachata so bad, but my husband's like, no, babe, you got to go by yourself. I just, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm all. Well, it's a girl's night, I guess. I don't know the bachata, so I don't know if that's a partner dance, but. It's not appropriate without your husband. It's it's very. hmm. So there you go. I'll have to look that up next, but. But that, this that's is Christine's Latina you know. side. Okay. <laughs> nice. if, you're, if your husband or your partner doesn't want to do it with you, then, you know, you can find a way to make yeah. it work another yeah. direction. You know, like I know my husband, he's not going to want to go do dance class with me, but that's when I get a girl's night. We go out somewhere dancing. Yeah. I go to a Zumba class and I do my dance or, you know, I just put on the radio and have a dance party. At yeah. home. I do know? that a lot. There's a lot of dance ways. Dance party by myself dance party for a while. <laughs> okay. I can tell y'all another place we have a lot of fun are at concerts and things that are s- around music mm. because I think music speaks to any age and there's, I'm finding it, Laura, you tell me if this, you think this is true. More and more musical groups are touring longer than they ever have and their fans are staying with them. It's so true. I just went to a concert like, like a couple of months ago and we were looking around and we were like, wow, everyone is our age and older. And we were like, this is kind of cool because it is. it's just like our music. And so it's just like a good shared experience. There's a little bit of nostalgia, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, although sometimes you go to the concerts and you're like, you're playing all these other new songs. I don't know. But, you know, it's just fun. Then you get your friends together. You can go like we rented this party bus and we drove to the concert with all of our group of friends. And, you know, it just, it's a shared experience. Again, it goes back to the community of it, right? It's just like getting that time together, you know, enjoying these, savoring these moments that are special that you can look forward to and you can look back upon. I Mm. love thinking about what you're going to wear to the concert too. Like my friend and oh, I gosh. that I go to concerts with, and even my husband, it's all about like what we we're we going to wear. We're going to see the B-52s. It had to be postponed due to illness, but that's coming up again in January. 
And we had our cute little outfits. My husband played along. He looked like he'd stepped right out of Cheap Trick. It To me, that was part of the fun of it. We like <laughs> dressed up and, you know, headed out to our concert. And um, that was just super fun and something you don't often do. But why don't we do it? You know, and, you know, concerts are kind of good for us as our hearing goes. They're nice and loud so we can actually <laughs> hear them. Um, I'll, I'll throw in other performances, too. Like mm. we went to see a play this weekend with friends. We we also went to Cirque du Soleil recently. Are y'all fans of that? I'm a big Cirque du Soleil fan. Mm-hmm. I've never and seen it. And now in this season of life yeah. that we don't have all those kids spending all our money, we can afford some of these things. That I think that's another thing about mm-hmm. being middle-aged. Oftentimes we can afford to do things that either we didn't have the money when we raised our kids or you couldn't afford to take the whole family. Like I would have never went to see Cirque du Soleil and left my kids at home. I would have mm. felt like that was child abuse. But if there's only two tickets, you know, you can afford that. And we did take our kids when we were a little bit. Well, I think it's true that midlifers mm-hmm. can do a little bit more because sometimes I can afford it a little better. Is that true? Yeah. And I think that another piece about it also is when you look at the, like the happiness curve of, you know, in life that you start mm-hmm. up high and then you dip down and then you start rising. So like we're in the rise, mm. we're in the rise now. And so it's sort of nice to embrace that, right? Like you said, these things don't, they can bounce off us a little more. We're like, yeah, I'm not so concerned about looking stupid. I'm sure we all have our own little ways we don't want to, but we're to have a little bit more confidence, but it's not even so much that it's confidence. It's sort of like, I just don't really care because if this is what I want to do, life is too short. I want to do it. And I want to try it. And so I think that's something that's really fun. Well, I know you've got a well. bunch of and other things to share with us. And we're going to take a quick break from our little list and hear from those who make this show possible. We'll be right back. Hello, it's your girl, Gail here. Have you ever walked into your closet and thought, I have nothing to wear? Do you ever feel frumpy or like the clothes you're wearing don't represent who you really are? Or maybe you've experienced a lifestyle change, maybe a job change weight loss or gain, a divorce, a new dating situation, whatever it is, if you need help looking your best, I'm your girl. I'd like to tell you about my personalized style and wardrobe planning package. This package includes a visit to your style where we figure out who you really are and how your outside can represent your inside. We talk about body shape and the image that you want to present there and what styles and shapes will work best for you. We also talk about your signature colors and what things are going to make you shine. We edit your closet. We do some shopping for you that you can purchase now or purchase later. And I style the pieces you already have with anything new that you add. All of this is part of the personalized style and wardrobe planning package. I'm signing clients for spring and you don't want me to get full and miss out. So if you'd like to get in the group or just get my time one-on-one, please let me know by emailing gailscott at bellsouth.net or reaching out through any of my social media channels. Let's make you look your absolute best this spring. Well, welcome back, guys. We're talking to Laura Haver. She's an author, a speaker, but she's an advocate for play and having fun and really talks a lot about and writes on the benefits of play and how it can really help us as we age to stay connected healthy, in a good mindful place, um, involved in community. And, you know, learning these new things does definitely get of our, we've had brain experts on this. Like learning something new is a great way to challenge your brain. So tell us other things that are kind of hot for midlifers right now, Laura, that we may not have thought about doing. Well, one topic that's huge and, you know, I think people still think about it would be art, art and Mm. hobbies, right? And so I know like for myself, I'm a, I'm a writer and I like, I always like to like make jewelry and things like that. But when it came to like actually doing art, I felt like I was terrible at it. And that was something that kind of stopped me from wanting to do it. And one thing I like about art for, for you guys listening is that you can, it's simple and it's short and you can do it at home. So some of the things we've talked about, you have to go out of the house Mm -hmm. and do it, you know, you need other people. What I like about art and, you know, hobbies, you can do it in your own space in your own time and you don't need a lot of it even to do it. And so I found I was connected with this artist actually in Portugal. Her name is Fran- Francisca Nunes and Francisca, sorry. And 
she had this amazing flowers magic challenge where we learned how to make handmade journals. And and then we did this cool process of eco-printing where you gather flowers or things from your outside or, you know, you can buy them if you need to, or even you could use tea leaves and you can sprinkle them onto the paper and you can steam them. And then you can pull off the flowers and make this beautiful print. And then you can, you know, create art in it. And I remember thinking, I can't do this. And I'm like, why not? She approaches it like play. So she gave me the freedom. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's the act of doing mm. it and being free to create whatever it is I want. I love want. that too so for I someone, doing it and you know, it especially if you're not able to be super physically active or you're bound in by snow or something, that's a great idea. And you're, you're still getting the connection because you're connecting socially through the World Wide Web to other people doing mm-hmm. this and you're learning. So you're still engaging and having fun and doing all the things. I have one friend who will go paint to decompress. Like when she's worked all day, had a stressful day, she says, okay, I'm going to paint. And I'm thinking, that sounds uber stressful. That does not sound like my relaxing, but that's who she is as an artist. That's a relaxation Mm -hmm. for her. And, you know, that's something Mm -hmm. very, very old people can be painting in assisted livings and nursing homes Mm -hmm. even. That's something you can do. That's a Great one. Yeah, gardening too. Ooh, gardening. Let's mm-hmm. talk about gardening. That seems to be on the rise too. Mm-hmm. Laura? Yeah, definitely. I, I know a lot of times during the pandemic, there was this whole homestead movement mm-hmm. where people were, you know, grow, making their own breads and cooking, you know, trying to grow their own foods. And, you know, and so it's really fun. That also goes back into nature and time and green spaces. There's a lot of things showing that how that has a great effect of like calming our nervous system, mm-hmm. you know, getting like earthing and grounding mm-hmm. yourself and taking that time and also appreciating what it takes to grow any food because let's be honest, it takes a lot, a of, lot time. of time and effort. And but I'm a terrible that love and care. You can put that love and care. And if gardening sounds a little overwhelming, you could do herbs. Right. You can plant indoor herb pots, you know, you can have your basil and your cilantro and then you can use that in your cooking and, you know, make it have an artistic flair. Even in cooking is another yeah, I was example. Just say cooking. Some people just cook for cooking like I have to eat. But then some people approach cooking like an artistry. Like my husband will come up with these amazing recipes and he'll just be out there, you know. Yeah, because if you grow it, you want to use it. You want to do the thing with and and, tell, and you know, post on social media, look, well, you know, I just like, made my tomatoes. I think, I think that's cool though, because like if you are gardening, right, and you go and you take a cooking class, because that could be another, you know, avenue of fun for you to learn different things. I always think of that movie, um, because I said so, where she has all these cooking classes that she would do for like, you know, older people and it would be like a table See, for- I think that's romantic. Yeah, I do too. I think yeah. it's just so much okay, fun. Okay, Kev could do that. Yeah, he, Come he on, totally Kev. could cooking do that. Class. Yeah, cooking glass. Well, on the gardening too, I think, it, Laura, do we enjoy things that make a contribution? Does that really give us the extra dopamine he, he, blah, 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 hit when we think we're doing something that's good for the world or the environment or we're- Creating something usable, does that add to the joy? 100%. It comes in the kindness, right? So when we're doing kind acts, like when we, let's say we're doing something for fun for ourselves, but then we add on the act of giving and kindness and sharing our things, then that has the kindness where we we get the boost to our own and then the person receiving it gets the boost. So it's that beautiful cycle, you know, of keeping the kindness going and you know, and today it's actually World Compassion Day. Mm. It's interesting too. It's like what we can do to bring the compassion to ourselves, to others. I think it originally started as a holiday or as a day to, you know, bring compassion to animals and plants and all living things, which I think ties a lot into the gardening aspect. And you know, it's and very giving practical. And, you know, honoring wherever you're at. You where, can trade your veggies with neighbors. And everybody knows that come August, you're going to get everyone's extra tomatoes. I mean, mm-hmm. you're in the South. That's the way that works. I don't know about y'all out there. Yeah. but And also for the um, for the cooking and for all the classes, maybe it's my like, my like to play, you know, like having freedom to play. Like there's a, definitely classes has a, you know, important piece of learning the skills but also the free play mm-hmm. aspect, right? So doing it by choice, doing it how you want, following your own flow, your own lead, your own creativity. So whereas, you know, classes and learning things is important, you know, having a couple friends over or having one friend or you and your husband or whoever, 
mess around with the recipe or go play around in the garden or, you know, there's a, a lot there's of a towns lot of have gardening clubs. Uh, my friend mm-hmm. was in a gardening mm-hmm. club and she, that was a huge connection socially for her. She was new to a town and she's been in that town now over 20 years. And she still has her friends from garden club because she'll mention them by that, that nomer, you know, gardening club friends. Um, Mm-hmm. And so that leads another to point me. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say another point is when you're looking at these clubs, you know, you might say, oh, here's the garden club. And let's say you go there and you might be like, ooh. And if something feels funny, it's okay. There's a lot of different clubs and there's a lot of different pieces. So find your people mm-hmm. and, you know, don't let one thing stop you. I know when I first had kids, I was looking for you know, meeting other people who had kids. And so that's when I was going on like meetup. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I would, I had to join a few different ones until I finally found the one that was my people. And now our kids have grown up together and we have these amazing totally relationships. Agree. But I had to go through somewhere. I was like, ooh. Yeah, ooh, I ooh. homeschooled my okay. eldest. that's That's part of the play. <laughs> and I remember showing up at one homeschool group where I could tell these women had been making breads before they came and you know um spinning wool and I could tell these are not my people (laughs) and we go to another one and the moms are like hey you want to go get lunch and they're fashionably dressed and they didn't have 17 children they might just have one or two I'm like okay these are my homeschool moms no shade on the others but I'm not a People think you say homeschooling, they think I've got eight kids and wear denim jumpers all the time. No, I don't. I was only homeschooling one. And uh, there's just different groups in every subtopic. But that was my next bullet point was to talk about clubs in general. But I I also want to know about, because we're coming up on the holidays, right? Or at least around the holidays. Is there something specific that um, you would encourage couples or friends to do, you know, for the holidays? Well, I'm kind of a sucker for traditions, but I don't know, like having a certain tradition that you can go back on and, you know, do each year and bring people into that, you know, it's fun and everyone's going to have their own thing, you know, like maybe you don't like crowds and going to like the tree lighting ceremony sounds terrible. And so you would want to find something else that, you know, that can represent Mm. that and, and just and maybe even during the busy season of the year it's like finding activities that help you to relax mm, i like that mm-hmm. and unwind rather than just having more things to do you want to think oh what would be rejuvenating for me or what could i what space could you i you know there's little things mm-hmm. laura just little things during the holidays i think being intentional and being proactive are the keys because i know years ago we used to go to a church that had a little Christmas Eve ceremony early, like at 530. And I just always made a point to make a pot of chili for when we got back. And sometimes just inviting a friend from church, hey, we've got chili. You want to come have chili with us? So it wasn't like you have to plan a big dinner party. If that's your thing, go for it. But I also want to make a mention since Christina said the holidays that don't just look around for those super social, outgoing, fun people. Look for the people who may not always get asked, who may be mm-hmm. lonely, who may want to do something. Ask them if they'd like to just go out shopping with you for the day, or they just like to get a coffee, or if they want to. Um, I know our family loves to go to the Christmas parade. That's we're going to the local Christmas mm-hmm. parade. Come hell, high water, snow, storm, fire, we're going. And um, we've invited other families along. I mean, that's cheap and expensive, but we've just said, hey, we're going to go to the parade. Want to go with? And just stake out a place on a blanket. It just if you have the gifts to be the leader and pull things together and, and buy that, do it, be that person and look around. But I want to go back to the list because the, the next thing we're going to kind of talk about was clubs. And y'all, there's a club for everything. My one friend is an, in a dinner club. And I, when I met her and she told me she was in a dinner club, I thought it was the fanciest I, thing I'd ever I'm heard so of. I'm so excited. Tell me more about the dinner club. Well, her dinner club is called Dinner at Eight. And they have like 12 Sounds couples. so cool. And once a month, they have their special dinner. And one person is in charge, one couple each month of the year. And when it's your month, you plan the menu. And you, if, if you want them to be specifically, you know, very specific about what they bring, you give them the recipe. If not, you just say, you know, bring a potato dish or whatever. And they'll have a special cocktail and they like 
here's what I love about this kind of thing. I, I'm, let me circle back. Another friend was in a wine club that met certain days and they would try the wines. But when you join something where there's a schedule or a plan, it will make you go even when you don't feel like it or you've had a hard week or you're feeling down on yourself. And I think for some of our personalities, Laura, is that schedule and that structure important for some people? 100%. And we had touched about that before. It's like, I think we had to have this expectation like, well, fun is just supposed to be fun. It's just supposed to happen. I don't have to plan for it. You know, I shouldn't have to plan play, but it's the actual planning of it or making space for it or until you get it as a regular habit, that's important. And because then once you taste a little bit of it, and then you go home from your book club and you're laughing about the joke that someone told. And then you're, you know, finding the next book and you're starting to read it and you're remember, you know, excited to talk about that next paragraph with, you know, your friends at the next meeting. It just brings it alive in your every day. So I think that one of the biggest takeaways that I would want to leave people with is make a plan, be mm-hmm. intentional and keep it simple so that it's something that you want to do. And then when you do it, you're like psyched. Yes. And you, you know, celebrate that you did it. Two, there's something to be said for your mental health and having things to look forward to. And when you have fun things in your life to look forward to, now that's saying that you think these things are fun. There need to be what you think are fun on the schedule. That helps people want to keep going when times are tough or they're rough or they're depressed or sad things happen. And I want you to know if you've lost your partner, if you're if you're not as physically well as you used to be, there's still a place for you. There's a seat at a table somewhere. Some table is just expecting you to come sit or come draw or come play. We need to be better about this as communities, I think. And as a society as a whole, we kind of all, you know, when we all were able to afford our own homes with garages, we laughed because when we moved to a new town, we had to wait till summer to meet anyone because we Americans drove into our garage in our little sedan and closed the garage door. And in the morning we went out and did it all again, but we weren't meeting in those communal spaces and things when the summer opened up and the playground was open, the pool was open, it was different. So we have to be cautious as a society that we don't, you know, um, divide off to our little plot of land on this earth and build too big a walls that we're not, doing things anymore. Yeah. And and to expand on that, even there's interesting research about the power of connection. And we think we need to have all these close friends for that. But research shows even having like a a good mini conversation Mm -hmm. with like your barista or at the grocery store, these mini moments of connection can do just as much to improve our baseline happiness, which is really cool. And something we need to watch out for as we get into this age of automation. You know, I know the man who created the ATM, he was like, I'll never use it because he wants to go in and speak to the bank teller, you know? And so it's just, you know, appreciating what we have and, you know, smiling at somebody extra when we pass them by and just sending out that extra, you know, moment of connection and the moment of happiness and, and you know, welcoming that into our own lives and giving it out. Mm. You know, I think too, anything we're going to do, you can make it fun inviting someone to come along. Yeah. Like I have one friend that she's down for anything. Shout out to my friend, Carrie girl. I can call her on the spot at the moment. <laughs> I'm like, I need to go to a couple of stores. You want to go and we will have the best time just going to Marshall's and Target and then getting dinner and we will laugh and we will have fun. And so it doesn't have to be a big production. I know, Christina, you enjoy just you and Kevin going out to dinner with another couple. That's mm-hmm. a big thing for you guys. What yeah. else do y'all do? Well, we I lately I have been doing like um, different experiences. So we, like I said, we went to the smash place. We've gone axe throwing. Um, we've scheduled like going bowling because like, he likes to bowl. You know, just things that are moving our body. This last weekend, we went and um, we did a hike. Uh, and the, the weekend, I think the weekend before we went, we went and did a hike in, um, in the Bay Area. So it's just like something to get out and get moving, not necessarily having a dinner, but just going and doing something active to keep us moving and um, staying connected with each other too. So yeah. 
I think too festivals and activities in yes, your town are great. And yes. if you don't know where to find those, you know, go to go the to newspaper Google. website, go to the Chamber of Commerce, yep. go to their Facebook page for your community, and just look for those. You know, depending on where you live, there's a lot of seasonal things, no matter what time of year it is, and that's always fun to do. And you know, just look at something new that pops up into your community. What are the new businesses? Is it axe throwing? Is it a new bowling rink? Is it ice skating? Which in the winter a lot, you have all these pop-up mm-hmm. rinks here in the South yeah. that we don't normally have that you can go and do. Meet some new people. Yeah, local papers. Local papers have a really great mix of that too. That way you meet new people in your community yep. as well. Yep. Yeah. The other, the other point I wanted to say is sometimes you go and do something new and it's not fun. Okay. So I have to throw <laughs> this in, right? And so my husband and I, we love snorkeling. And I don't know, about a year or two ago, we went snorkeling out in the Hoya Cove, which is supposed to be this amazing spot. You know, I'm like, why haven't we gone there? Because we go snorkeling all other places. It's not where we live. And the tide was terrible uh, and we were bumping up and down. And it was not the most fun thing in the moment. But afterwards, it was so entertaining for us. And we laugh about it now and we joke around about it. And you know, so just just acts of trying something new can bring you together, whether or not the moment it's so amazing. Some, so I want to put yeah, that out and there for some people fun to things are like, laughing at how horrible it went. Yeah. You know, whatever you did or tried, because believe me, I've had some that were yeah. And then you have an inside <laughs> joke for life because. Me and my husband have a couple of those and we're like, oh my gosh, do you remember? And so then we'll, you know, go back and forth when we're, we're talking about different things and it's just so funny. So even if they are not good experiences, they can still be good experiences after the fact, which I love. Yes. And you can go back and try it again (laughs) and go somewhere or like learn from the moment, you know, you don't have to give it up entirely, but you know, it's just worth to get the information and gather it. Sure. And and like you said- Keep bringing it up and laughing about it. I want to throw out another one that you may not think of when you're thinking of fun and play, and that is service. Because mm. there's a lot of organizations, there's a lot of things that have needs, and it can be really ser- great to take your family and serve. Or if you even have a particular skill, what if you go over to the assisted living community near you, the old folks' home? I call them Shady Acres. They're all called Shady Acres for me. And just tell them, say, I have a skill in this. Could you, could I, could I be of use somewhere? And you will have the biggest kick with these little people in these communities. Some of them are so fun and full of life. There can just be fun anywhere. Your local library puts on events. Um, Even if you have a special talent that you might take into a school, it can be really fun for you to give and to remember that you do have things to give. Mm. And when you're appreciated and respected for something you can do, even if you're of a ripe old age, I think that that's really fun and can do a lot for your mindset. Even if you just join into a communal food drive or a kitchen or, you know, there's just so many places and so many things that we can do, but that the staying active mentally and physically and interacting with others, those seem to be the keys, Laura. Are we right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that one of, of giving back to people and, you know, fighting for these causes mm-hmm. and inviting your friends to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. that also gets the word out and it helps them. And, you know, intergenerational play is a big thing yes. as well. When you're talking about like different ages, yes. there's benefits for both the younger population and the older population when you get together and it helps, you know, form your ability to have good communication and lighten up and, you know, think about, you know, learn empathy skills and all these different pieces. So I absolutely love that Well, you that see one. each other as people um, when you do that rather than just, you know, mm-hmm. the walls come down and you see that granny's fun and granny can still do this <laughs> and, you know, those kind of things. Oh my gosh. That's so <laughs> true. So true. My, my son is learning that about my mom. Um, we told her at Halloween true story that my mom is like, she's probably four nine now. She's before 11. So she's really, really tiny. And um, we were like, we should dress you up as baby Yoda for Halloween. And my mom was like, ah, and she's all smiling. And my son was like, oh my gosh, Nana, that is so funny. You're totally down, you know? So it's just like that kind of stuff is really cool to see mm-hmm. 
that inner generation. Sometimes stuff. when you just ask someone, yeah. they're like, you know what? I would love to do that. <laughs> and you've made both your days. Yeah. It can just be, I just love this idea because I am a playful person by heart. I love to joke. I love a good practical joke. It makes my day. Um, I love to cut up and be funny. And it, you don't have to be that kind of funny haha, to do things that are enjoyable. It mm-hmm. might be walk around a lake, but you might have gather with other people who like to walk around that lake every morning or walk around the mall or whatever they're doing. So Laura, any ideas for having fun that we've missed on or anything you think our okay, audience the last should one know? That I want to touch on that. That's one of my personal favorites is learning. Like, yes. I love learning about new things, which might not sound so much like play, but actually when you're engaging in play, you're doing it because you want to do it. You're not trying to gain anything. You're just doing it for fun learning can just be such a great way of doing it, right? You can read books, Mm -hmm. you can do writing, you can, you know, listen to courses. Now with the internet, you can learn almost anything, which is also kind of fun and hilarious. Like, I know one of the things about play is like ridiculousness, right? And there's also rebelliousness too. Like, I'm going to learn how to do this because I couldn't. So like, there's all these different avenues to play. So you want to find your own play profile and, and just kind of, you know, see what's fun for you and you know, which way that sounds good. And, and for anyone who's listening to like, think about what you like to do as a kid. Think mm. about things, you know, how mm. you can bring it little bits of that back into your life. Now, that's a great starting point. You know, you might not do it the same way. And some things you might have retired, right? Like I do, I probably am not going to play Barbies anymore unless I play with my granddaughters right. one day. But you know, it's like, you can look to things that you like to do and find new ways to implement them now. Those are sort of your breadcrumbs. Oh, And you know, even if you can't get out and about, you can do a lot of things that are socially fun and interactive right here through Zoom, through Facebook groups. And it, it, you know, during the pandemic, it kept me alive and connected, you know, just knowing I could get on a screen and see some people's faces. So, you know, don't rule that out. Mm -hmm. A couple more I'll throw in is, if you're doing something pampering, if you're getting your hair done, your nails done, a massage, invite someone to go along. It's super fun to plan it or go somewhere new to do it, someplace special and travel, whether it's mm. a couple of hours mm. to a special spot travel. or overnight or a big trip. Travel is so fun and it will expose you to so many things and so many amazing people. And if you find people you really love to travel with, that's even a bigger bonus. So gosh, Laura, what a great conversation. I feel just like ready to go have some fun. And I just hope it reminds all our midlife audience that you deserve to have fun. You should be having fun. Mm -hmm. You were designed to get that dopamine hit from doing these things. Mm -hmm. And if you stop doing it, you're you're going to decline faster mentally and physically. So yeah, yeah. put it on the calendar yeah. and schedule some fun, right? Laura, tell them again where to find For you. Sure, and it doesn't and, and it doesn't have to be so much. That's the last thing is like it doesn't have to be. You don't have to play every mm-hmm. single day. I mean, you can. I would, but you just need <laughs> a little bit. You can <laughs> infuse your life with a bit of play and just keep bumping it a little bit as you need to based on where you're mm, starting. From. Absolutely, I love it. And oh, I forgot to say, playing games. We love to play games. Oh, that's the one I thought too. Oops, sorry, I'm not this over. Dominoes. Yeah, games for sure. My dominoes, upwards. board, board games. games, card games, card yes. games. Make up your own games. That's my favorite. Okay, so I like that's, I like getting what, the Nerf guns and like shooting around the house. That's really fun. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, she said make up the games. We make up some of the rules. I'm, I'm gonna we love bocce too. That's another one. We are big bocce people. We okay, so my husband and I we have this little piece of paper. I think he came on like our outdoor furniture, like our outdoor table on the patio, and it's a this doesn't matter what it says, but we pass it back and forth to each other and we hide it. So like that's a silly game that we play. <laughs> right? so like, and we put it, so the other day I, I had to tape it under his main hat that he wears and I taped it under the brim and he was like, in the car, he was like looking at it and he's like, oh my gosh. And he found it. So like, we keep having it. We've been doing it for so long. We have to keep finding these new, new creative, creative places. Yeah. There's something very romantic, like silly things. Uh, romantic about having fun with your partner. Mm-hmm. So I, whether you've got a partner or not, I think you should be having lots of fun. So go out there and do it. Laura, tell them again, where to find you. You guys can find me at laurahaver.com or you can connect with me at Instagram at Laura M. Haver. 
I also have a community author mom. So for anybody out here who is an author who wants to connect, it's a really fun group that we've been doing to just aid and be, you know, inspire each other and support each other along the way and the fun journey of writing. Very cool. Y'all got there, stay connected, have fun, put on the schedule. Until next time, what we always say, Christina, go and get your moxie on. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>